Welcome to the Soul Sessions Podcast. Deep dive into the causes and real issues underlying addiction, codependency, emotional eating, weight concerns, and the trance of unworthiness. Tune in weekly to befriend, nourish, and heal body, feelings, mind, and soul. And now, your host, soul-centered psychotherapist, trauma expert, and mind-body eating coach, Jody Gale. Welcome to the Soul Sessions with Jody Gale podcast. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which my office is based and across which we virtually meet and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening to this podcast. Today is another episode with me and I'm going to be sharing with you about how to stick with your intentions and resolutions for the new year. So as the year from hell, I guess we could call it, ends and another one starts, it is a universal time for reflecting on the past, the present and the future. Many of us are setting intentions and particularly on what brings us value, meaning and purpose in life and at this difficult time, fostering new qualities and pondering on how to be with and bring into being new ideas, opportunities, hopes, dreams, passions and visions for the year ahead. It is also a time to consider redirecting our energy away from cycles that no longer serve us. So in The Body Project, Joan Brumberg writes that New Year's resolutions have changed over time. Historically, when young women made resolutions, they focused more on good work, such as a resolve to improve internal character and to become less self-centred and more helpful. Body image, diet and desired material possessions were rarely mentioned. Increasingly, New Year's resolutions have tended to focus more on the external, so often being superficial and appearance orientated. The typical young woman's resolution is now focused on improving body, hair, makeup and clothing. So rather than setting intentions from this place, if we want to make long-lasting change in our lives, we need to redirect our focus from the external to becoming more present to our internal world and committing wholeheartedly to our authentic self. So we need to think about which part of us is making the New Year's resolution, the false self or the authentic self. Typically, intentions made about our appearance and desires are ego-centred and come from what we call in psychology the false self. Making unconscious choices and setting intentions from this part of ourselves is bound to result in failure and disappointment. So, for example, uh, if we're caught in a cycle of yo-yo dieting, binge eating or over-exercising, we might make the following New Year's resolution. I look fat, fat is bad, Uh, I will stick to my diet, I will exercise every day and I will lose 10 kilos in five weeks and then I'll be happy. Someone caught in a cycle of thinking that things will make them happy might have the following New Year's resolution. I'm going to read a book about getting rich quick so that I can get out of debt, make a million and buy whatever I want, then I'll be happy. Someone caught in a cycle of thinking that fame will make them happy might have the following New Year's resolution. I'm going to become an Instagram influencer, build followers, and then I will be happy. So resolutions made from the false self serve to fuel the ego, not the authentic self. 
So in order to stick to these kinds of resolutions, we often employ and tyrannise ourselves with a harsh inner critic or an inner perfectionist. Both are fueled by a Victorian and punitive style of will. And there are two major problems here. So firstly, the goal might be what we want, but is it really what we need? Secondly, When we find ourselves losing commitment because it is a false self-want, we lack empathy and compassion for ourselves and it results in us feeling like a failure once again. So when making news resolutions, it's wise to consider, is this really what I need right now? And if we look at the above examples from the authentic self's perspective, it is more productive to redirect the focus from a false self-desire to be skinny, rich or famous towards focus on building a strong sense of self-worth. So a side effect of having good self-worth is often a change in a career where we begin to earn what we're worth and participate in a more balanced way of eating and exercising because we care about our health and well-being. If we are experiencing an existential or other life crisis, using food, shopping, relationships or other addictive substances to make us feel better may in fact exacerbate the crisis. So filling emotional, existential or spiritual needs with superficial and material ones will not work. They only postpone the existing problem. So in today's society, we have more than we need and yet many of us are still unhappy. Buying more or shifting the furniture around are not the answer. Being with and exploring our suffering is. So for those of us that are free enough to make intentions and resolutions from the authentic self, we need to consider that whilst one part of us might plan to find balance with our eating, drinking or spending for well-being reasons, there may be another part of us that can't yet say no to food, alcohol or spending. So we need to get to know the conflicting parts inside of us as well as their motivations in order to make healthy, long-lasting change. So change requires more than strong will. When we make New Year's resolutions, we often believe that all it takes is strong will or willpower. Willpower is often viewed as having self-control over our undesirable habits and behaviours. A thorough exploration of the will has been largely neglected in modern psychology and Roberto Asagioli, a leading influence in the fields of humanistic and transpersonal psychology, suggests that we need to develop the various types of will. So he talks about, first of all, strong will. So this is the will that most of us are familiar with. If you feel that you are lacking in strong will, try this visualisation. Imagine yourself being in possession of strong will. What does it look like? What does strong will mean to you? See yourself walking with a firm and determined step, acting in every situation with decision. And you can spend some time each day visualising yourself in this way. So the next one is skillful will. And that's about developing the strategy which is most effective and which involves the greatest economy of effort rather than the strategy which is most direct and obvious. So, for example, by focusing on and developing our self-worth, we feel better about ourselves. We are then free to choose work that pays more and we eat in a more balanced way. Overall, we make healthier choices, which are more likely to bring about long-lasting change. So a good practice here is the development of a loving internal voice instead of a tyrannical, harsh and critical one. Ultimately, the development of skillful will requires us to have good psychological hygiene by ridding ourselves of those things which are toxic to our psychological well-being. 
So the next one is goodwill or the will to do good. So historically, psychology is focused on the individual. We need to consider that each of us is an important part of the whole. Asa Jolie suggests that anyone who fails to take their relationships with others and the whole into consideration will inevitably arouse reactions and conflicts. So these often defeat our intended goals. He recommends that we discipline ourselves by choosing aims that are consistent with the welfare of others and the common good of humanity. So goodwill is ultimately about eliminating selfishness and self-centeredness by practicing understanding, acceptance, empathy, and love for ourselves and others. So just a sort of side note there, if we've neglected ourselves by people-pleasing, rescuing, or caretaking others, it might be important to spend some time learning to say no and redirecting our care inwards. So this should always be placed within the context of building a healthy sense of self as part and service of the wider whole. So the next one is transpersonal will. Transpersonal will is an expression of the transpersonal, higher or spiritual self. This comes in the form of a pull or a call. So beauty, altruism and selfless devotion to a cause such as a charity, vegetarianism or caring for the environment can be expressions of transpersonal will. This is also about transcendence and self-realisation. So the practice here is about shushing the busy mind and listening for that quiet, soulful, authentic voice inside. So heed the call. The psyche has a habit of calling and pulling us towards growth and realisation. The call or the pull can come with gentle persistence or may arrive at our door in the form of a peak experience or a transformational life crisis. So we're going to look at love and will now. So if we want to learn how to stick to our New Year's resolutions, achieve our goals and make healthy life choices, it requires a balance of love, which is feminine energy, and will, which is masculine energy. So Asa Jolie says that the danger of untempered will is that it lacks heart. We see and used to see, especially in Victorian times, the operation of a cold, stern and even cruel will. On the other hand, love without will can make an individual over-emotional and ineffectual. One of the principal causes of today's disorders is the lack of love on the part of those who have will and the lack of will in those who are good and loving. This points unmistakably to the urgent need for integration and the unification of love or the feminine and will, the masculine. So you might have heard in uh, Jungian psychology around the inner marriage, and that's what we're talking about there. So we've looked at the different types of will, but what about love? There's different types. So there's love for oneself. Um, So in pursuit of our goals, are we being loving and kind or are we being puritanical and tyrannical towards ourselves? Love for other human beings. In pursuit of our goals, are we being kind and loving in our relationships with partners, family, friends, and colleagues? So love for the environment. In pursuit of our goals, are we being kind and loving to the environment and other living creatures? Asa Jolly suggests that to love well, it calls for all that is demanded by the practice of any art, indeed of any human activity, namely an adequate measure of discipline, patience, and persistence. All of these we have seen to be qualities of the will. 
So in order to bring about change, reach our New Year's resolutions, find value, meaning and purpose in our lives, foster new qualities and bring into being new ideas, opportunities, hopes, dreams, passions and visions, we need to cultivate our capacity and find balance between love and being and will and doing. This requires us to have a vision for the future, but to stay present to the process and the deeper essence of who we are, the authentic self. Okay, this is episode 20. For the show notes, go to thesoulcenter.online forward slash soul sessions, New Year's resolutions. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Soul Sessions podcast. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. To learn more about how you can befriend your body, feelings, mind and soul, get Jody's free 65-page ebook at thesoulcenter.online. Until next time.